There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Modern intimacy is on acid, warping and distorting in a looking glass so entirely new that it would send our grandparents back to the barn dance in the punch bowl. This whole era's got a kind of screen glare, thumbs and texts taking the place of pheromones or concentric circles of an actually known community. But even so, this era also allows for people and partnerships to redefine how love and intimacy is supposed to play out. Love, sex, compassion, possession. Some of us keep the faith by falling in love traditionally or over and over again. Others allow that choice to ebb and flow beyond the bonds of entitlement or assumption or right and wrong. Their multiple loves simultaneously influence one another rather than the traditional trail of exes tumbling out behind us. These are new paths to togetherness being cut through culture to forge a new kind of convention. Confused or convinced, we'll join the club. I'm Leslie Feist and welcome to Pleasure Studies, a storytelling project about our interior lives each episode holds up multiple stories to one light, and we get a glimpse at the common ground that's under our common struggles. If I actually love somebody, I think the best thing that I could do or the best person that I could be is a person that supports the creation of, of, of an environment where that person can be as free as possible. And that actually means free to use their body, right? Sexual freedom. I had been in different types of relationships in the porn industry, you know, dating people in porn, people out of porn. And I was able to say by the time we met, like, here's what it's going to be like to date me. Since the beginning, Since our, the our beginning, communication yeah. Once I knew this was like, more than just like couple dates, I was like, okay, like if we're going to do this, here is how life is going to be. Yeah, I, I tend to, when people ask, tend to use the term open more so than poly. Yeah. I like both. Yeah. Do we talk about everything and anything? Mm-hmm. There's definitely no rules. The way I look at it is like there isn't rules. Uh, but there is a mutual understanding that comes from our love for each other. Yeah. What's really interesting, I think, in my research is finding how many people absolutely are convinced that their relationships are going to be monogamous or exclusive sexually and romantically. And I find it really fascinating because we find simultaneously pretty high rates of extra dyadic involvement, also sort of known in lay terms as infidelity. The first like year when things got really serious, because I was learning and being thrust into a world that I knew nothing about. I had my own ideas, but I had, I had to learn. It took 
really, really honest communication. You know, I'm not gonna lie, there were times at the beginning where I'm like, oh, you're going off to get gangbanged. And they're like, that's a very interesting thing to like process. We like made an agreement at the beginning, like everything is can and should be talked about. If you ever feel uncomfortable, either of us, let's just talk about it. Not out of anger, not out of a place of judgment, but hey, I feel a little weird about this. Can you explain? The way I understand openness, it is not just openness to having other partners. Mm -hmm. um, it is openness to a different way of relating. And what I mean by that is um, when I reflect on how to be a person in a relationship, right? I can share more. Uh, I feel comfortable to share emotions. Mm -hmm. I feel comfortable to experiment. So at this point, we don't have great research to show that having um, multiple partners means happier relationships all around. But we do know that openness in relationships means stronger relationships. And we also know that people have been developing unrealistic expectations of their relationships to a point where we now assume our primary partners can fulfill so many, so many of our deepest needs, you know, from, you know, intimate soul partner to uh, parent to, um, you know, good buddy, all these different needs. And putting all that on one relationship m seems to be linked to poorer relationship outcomes. And we do see reduced relationship satisfaction uh, amongst those who are um, loading their primary relationship with so many of that baggage. The biggest thing was just understanding how it worked, for me at least. I was a fan of hers before I met her. I knew who she was. I, I knew, like, I had to learn how, how it worked. I had to learn how to act. I had to learn what was appropriate and what wasn't and where the lines were, because there are still lines. Even the most crazy porno person you know, you'd be surprised how many are uh, pretty monogamous and pretty... Um, normal for lack of a better word um the the stereotypes of all of us like doing like fucking cocaine off each other's dicks and shit and it, it just doesn't and there's a few people who like that lifestyle but most people who last in porn and exist and have a real career they get up they go to work they're married they comb they cook dinner i mean it's just like anything else you know and so it's not this like 24 hour like hedonistic thing people think it is yeah, I'm poly because I actually love this person <laughs> in an honest way. I don't want to control them. I don't want to own them. They're not a possession to me. They're an independent person that made a choice to be with me, right? And that is an honor. So why should then I go and then try to like say, well, because you made that choice, then <laughs> you are enclosed in this prison. Mm -hmm. To me, that feels we are actually departing from the kind of love that is uh, that allows uh, people to grow you know and and have as many connections that contribute qualitatively to their life what does it mean to me if my partner is connected to someone else you know it brings up all these deep fears about being abandoned or not loved enough or not attractive enough um, all sorts of things that if we face them head on, we may learn, in fact, that they are not 
um, there's not a strong basis for that. That in fact our relationship might be stronger by virtue of not putting it in a position where it could be threatened by the the distrust or the um, violations or betrayals that are necessary when a person has a relationship with someone else. Before I was dating him, I was dating someone else that wasn't in the industry. It was very like, okay, well, since you're doing your job, I, I, I should be like, I'm allowed, allowed to, go to like go whatever. do whatever I want. And, that. and like on paper, I wanted to be that person that's like, yes, let's be this open couple that like doesn't really do monogamy. And I just remember I had gone to work to, you know, to do a scene and, and then I knew he was like spending time with like another girl. And it's like, I got, I got like sick to my stomach and I wanted to be okay with it. But I was like, that's not fair. What he's doing is so different. And from what I'm doing, you know, like I'm going to work and the other person that I'm having sex with is also going to work, you know, and even though we're both going to enjoy our day, there's a start and an end. And there's a people in the room and there's a structure to it, you know, and the thought of like someone that I was in a relationship with, the thought of them like going out to dinner and like, getting wasted and having sex all night and then posting pictures all over the place. Like these days, like everything's in your face, you know, and I, I couldn't handle it at all. And I tried to talk to him about it. I was like, you know, I said this was okay, but like, I'm not okay. And he's like, well, like I ever wear on the internet, I look, you're doing this or doing that. I'm like, but that's my business, you know? And that doesn't mean that I don't like my job. Like I like my job. I have fun. But what I'm doing is not the same as what you're doing. So I had to like really admit to myself, like I'm I'm not okay with it. I'm not that kind of person. The first time that I experienced this very heavy feeling of jealousy, which then made me feel very low and feel very insecure, um, was the first weekend that you were gone. I remember at first feeling so excited for you, and then when you were gone, <laughs> I was like, uh oh, I don't know if I'm okay with this. Then I started doing a lot of comparing, like saying things like this person uh, is maybe, you know, smarter than me or uh, can play music with him and I can't do that. So he's going to leave me for her. Um, and then I had to stop myself. And it was when I was thinking about like music <laughs> and I was like, well, no, that's exactly why I'm in this relationship is like, this person gives him something that I can't in a different way that gives you and brings you happiness. And that is important to me. Um, so then what I had to do was like stop and write down and just like take a second to, to really process what it was that I was feeling. That's when I started coming to a deeper understanding of like where this jealousy and insecurity was coming from. And I think that it was mostly coming from the fact that I didn't know who this person was. I had no encounters with them. Whereas with the other partners I had, I felt like, you know, they understood our dynamic and I felt very respected by them. One really interesting area of research has been assessing whether men and women can tolerate the idea of their partner falling in love versus having a sexual connection with someone. And we find that men are much less tolerant of the idea of their partner having sex with someone else, and women are much less tolerant of the idea of their partner falling in love with someone else. 
Hey, when we first started dating, I mean, I know obviously things are different now because he's in the industry, but it took a lot for me to be like, hey, I know this is going to sound ridiculous and it's not going to sound fair, but there are going to be days where I'm having sex with someone else and you can't. <laughs> we might have a threesome every once in a while or something like that, but you cannot go off on those days. If you're feeling upset that of what I'm doing, you cannot take that energy out by going and getting wasted and making out with someone, a girl at a bar. You, know, you just like, can't do that because I can't handle it. Like, I'm not okay with it. We conducted a study that looked at how people explain what type of um, connections they've had and their understanding of it, uh, whether they'd had even an agreement with their partner. And everyone indicated that they had an agreement in place. Uh, very few had actually had an explicit discussion with their partner about what was acceptable or not in terms of connecting with others, strangely. So they all thought it was in place, but few had actually really had that discussion. And when we asked them about why it was important that they maintain exclusivity, they varied notably in their answers. So some people stressed uh, religion, you know, that it was important to their faith that they have one partner and one partner only for life. But very many other people talked about things such as, so I know exactly where he's been, or I know that she is mine and, um, you know, mine for life. Um, that I feel more comfortable and confident if it's just the two of us. Um, and answers such as that. So not necessarily religious or, um, you know, faith-based kind of reasoning, but some were more psychological in the sense of, tapping different needs or expectations about relationships. I was raised in a culture that says, you know, you grow up, uh, you marry. <laughs> For a man, you marry a woman. It's very heterosexual. And you're the head of the family. And that's who you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life. I grew up with that learning, but I also my mom was a sex worker. So I saw her relating with multiple people, you know, differently. Sometimes she would have um, a partner that she we lived with, and then she would also do sex work. Uh, that kind of like opened me up to like, there's so many ways of using your body and without shame. Um, I actually lived in a compound that was mostly sex workers was different because it was mostly run by women right so like they, it wasn't like there wasn't like men controlling women and it really made a difference from like my home home you know where there was a dad so it was actually freeing in so many ways I grew up in a very my, my family's Italian so it was very much um, typical heteronorm monogamous relationships you meet your one partner and they stayed with that partner until they're married and then they move out and then they have babies. And like, I remember asking my mom specifically one time, how do you know you love one person if you've only been with one person? If you've only had one relationship, she couldn't really give me an answer. You know, it was kind of like the, the Disney answer that we get of like, you just know it's the one when it's the one kind of thing. I can only speak to my experience um, being in a 
a monogamous relationship for about five or six years. My partner at the time was sharing a story about this woman that he had met. They had a really good summer together and they were about to start a relationship together, but then she had to move to another country for school and just kind of ended. And I just thought, that's horrible. Don't you want to explore that? And when he was telling me the story, he had just so much excitement and joy that I felt. And I remember not feeling jealousy, but feeling this like level of excitement and really wanting him to be able to explore what that relationship could have been like. So they had this agreement that they could no longer talk to each other because feelings were just too intense. And I just thought that was so wrong. It just didn't make any sense to me. And I encouraged him to explore what that relationship might be like. He got very, very upset that I would suggest such a thing and felt very much so that then uh, our relationship wasn't real and valid if I allowed him to go ahead and explore that with somebody else. But then also flipped the dialogue to like, well, why? Who do you have in your life? Who do you want to see? It was, I think for him mostly, it was that he just couldn't do that emotional processing of like, if I go and pursue this person, then that means that my current partner should have the opportunity to also explore other relationships. And that was what he didn't want. Um, and then since that conversation, every other time that I tried to bring it up, it was just met with so much negativity that significantly shaped the way in which I continued to communicate with him about other relationships in my life or other things that I was interested in exploring because this one part that felt right for me was then met with so much negativity by this person who I loved. Yeah, I think it's a newer kind of monogamy. Like we would have a threesome, we would be in like in an orgy or like something we've, like we've that, but we're together, you know, not and apart. It's fun. And to me, I guess, yeah. I mean, and anything I would ever do with her not around, I would do right in front of her. So like if I'm on a porno set and I'm fucking making out with some girl because we're about to have sex, I'm not being like shady i would do that literally right and I, yeah. I mean she directs so there are times where she's the director and i'm like fucking a girl and she's like move your leg dude <laughs> too much man ass in the shot you know what i mean like or whatever or, or vice versa with the girl she'll be like you could probably like be a little sloppier with that blowjob to Aaron, you know like and it's like if everything is so not a big deal because you don't we don't make it a big deal the bottom line is i don't do anything and she doesn't do anything that would disrespect our relationship and our definition of what would disrespect our relationship is different than maybe the next person or the next yeah. so to me it's not disrespectful for us to double team a girl in our bedroom if that's what, where the night's going but it would be disrespectful for me to like fuck some girl in our bed alone when she's like out of town without her knowledge you know like that shit's just not for us what we want some people there is and some people there isn't and at the end of the day it doesn't even matter about porn you know this has nothing to do with porn at this point this has to do with two people and their their dynamic Uh, hi, my name is Joanna Angel, and I am a uh, a pornographer. <laughs> I go by small hands. I am also, I guess, a pornographer, but mostly I am uh, Joanna Angel's husband and <laughs> teammate, and we uh, like to have adventures together. Hi, I am Mutamba, and I'm Olivia. And we love each other deeply. Very deeply. And we are also happy that uh, we also love other people. 
I'm Lucia O'Sullivan. I'm a social psychologist and a professor of psychology at the University of New Brunswick. I've been studying sexual and romantic relationships for uh, over three decades at this point. Like I've literally like, like watched her like gaming and I'm like yeah like like and it's and not I'm because not, he's getting off because I'm he's like, just happy that I'm, I'm like I'm so happy that she, she's she's very obvious she's very happy you know and vice versa like if if she's directing something and I'm like really into it and it's going well when we're done it's not like you look too happy tonight it's fuck yeah it's like, like everything job, you know? that like, he does and everything I do contributes to the life that we want to yes, have together and that's ultimately what the greater goal is you know Born to Bond was produced by Robbie Lackritz. Special thanks to Joanna Angel and Small Hands, Mutamba and Olivia, and Lucia O'Sullivan. Score by Todd Dahlhoff, and the themes played by Tony Shear. Pleasure Studies is executive produced by Robbie Lackritz and Leslie Feist. Additional contributions from Andrew Whiteman and Elizabeth Barker, and is presented by Erios and Talkhouse.